0: where my handle is at Turkey Hitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. Well, the turkey season countdown has ended because we are in the midst of turkey season here in Alabama. In fact, we are 11 days into the season, and I have now been an active participant in the demise of two wild turkeys. I have meat in the freezer from the bird that I killed Sunday morning. I actually had a phone call from Josh Carney, son of the South, Friday afternoon. And I interviewed Josh to be on the podcast about a month ago. And when we got off the interview, I told Josh, I said, well, when you are in Alabama and you're on your turkey hunt here, if you have any time to kill, call me and we'll go to lunch or if you have a lot of time to kill call me and we'll go hunting well josh called me friday afternoon and he said that he had two days before he had to be in dothan alabama for his next hunt well i invited josh to come along with me down to my hunting camp and hunt for a couple of days and he agreed he said he did not want to buy two hunting licenses for alabama because the state of Alabama only offers a three-day non-resident license and a season-long non-resident license. Since Josh was going to be hunting in Dothan, he did not want to buy a three-day license to hunt with me and then turn around and buy an additional three-day license three days later to go hunting in Dothan. So he said, well, I'll just run the video camera. So I said, okay. So Josh followed me down to the hunting camp, We got down late Friday afternoon, tried to roost a bird, but we couldn't get anything to gobble. And Saturday morning, there was not a whole lot of gobbling activity. I heard two birds gobble about five or six times each Saturday morning, and that was it. Saturday afternoon, however, Josh and I went and hunted a part of our property where I knew a gobbler was walking from the neighbor's property onto ours. I would actually bumped him last Sunday afternoon at 5 o'clock. So I told Josh we would go over there and check him out about 5 o'clock or so. So we get over there and it is 5 minutes after 5. Josh and I are easing down the road once we get onto our property and I peek around a curve in the road, and I see a turkey walking away from us, and it's a good sized turkey. So I back up. Josh backs up. We kind of get over to the side of the road a little bit and start calling. For those of you who do not know who Josh Carney is, go on Google and search Son of the South, S-O-N-O-F. T-H-E-S-O-U-T-H, Son of the South, Josh Carney, C-A-R-N-E-Y. Josh is a young man, is 23 years old, and Josh was injured in a hunting accident, actually a turkey hunting accident with his father at the age of 13. And that accident left Josh paralyzed from the waist down. So... I'll let Josh tell the story next week because his show is coming up. But Josh, through all of his medical trials, developed the ability to make incredible natural voice animal calls, and the wild turkey is one of them. And so Josh and I were calling to this turkey that I'd seen, and. The turkey was unresponsive. The turkey was gone. I never saw a beard on the turkey. I don't know if it was a hen or a jake or a gobbler or what. But the turkey was walking away from us to start with, and the turkey never turned to come back. While we were calling to that bird, we actually got another bird further off to gobble. There's a food plot that is between the turkey that gobbled and us, and that turkey ended up in that food plot and Josh and I ended up on the road coming out of that food plot, and Josh began to call with his natural voice, and a couple of times I had to turn and look to make sure that was not a real turkey. He is unbelievable with his calling skills. The guy really is amazing. His wild turkey calls sound as much like a wild hen as I have ever heard. It's incredible, it really is. So I had a great time hunting with Josh, listened to his calling, and he had that turkey in that food plot so fired up. In the afternoon, before fly-up time, that turkey gobbled probably 25 times, which is a lot of gobbling in the afternoon where I hunt. Typically, if you can get a turkey to gobble four or five times in an afternoon hunt, you've done really well. Now, as good as we had that turkey gobbling, He did not leave the field. And for those of you new hunters out there, just so you know, it is extremely difficult to call a gobbler off of a field into your position. So the best thing to do is try to get around that field and just off the edge of that field so that the gobbler doesn't see you and either try to bushwhack him or call him closer to you. So we did not hear the turkey fly up but we knew he was in the area, we let it get dark. There's only a handful of trees around this food plot that are even big enough for a turkey to roost in. The food plot has cutover on three sides of it. We were on the one side that does not have cutover, but it has switchgrass in it, broom sedge, clump grass, whatever you wanna call it. And so we knew where the turkey was. Now in the weather forecast, the weather idiots were calling for rain that night and I knew that if we got some rain and the weather would break enough Sunday morning for us to be able to hunt and not get wet I knew that we stood a very good chance of killing that bird because he was going to come back into that field very first thing Sunday morning if it rained because he was going to want to get out into that field and get dried off and drum and strut and gobble and call in the girls. Well that is exactly what happened. It rained Saturday night And when I got up Sunday morning, I went, turned on the TV and looked at the radar and there's this huge gap in the rain right over our hunting land and the direction that the rain was moving, there was no rain to come for several hours. So I woke Josh up, asked him if he was ready to go and he said, this forecast does not look good. I'm not going to go. I'm going to stay here because I don't want to get my camera wet. And I completely understand that. So I told him, I said, well, I'm gonna take a chance and I'm going. So I went back to this food plot. So I borrowed a strutter decoy and a hen decoy from Josh. And for those of you that listen to the show regularly, you know I don't use decoys very often, if at all, during a season. But I figured since I was hunting a field that I would use a decoy to try to get that turkey in close to me and I thought a strutter decoy may be what it takes. Well, I set the decoys up. I sit down at seven o'clock. At 7.03, the turkey gobbles. When he gobbles, he's facing me, and he gobbles again a few minutes later, and he's closer, so I knew he was coming into this field. There's a hump in the middle of this field. The field is planted on top of a knoll, and I'm on one side of the knoll. The turkey walks out into the field on the other side of the knoll. I cannot see him, but I can hear him gobbling and I can hear him drumming. He's probably a hundred yards from me. And the decoys are set up about 20 yards from me. So after several minutes of this turkey being in the field and gobbling, I call to him and I happen to get him pretty excited. He starts gobbling a good bit. Because I didn't think that he had seen the decoys when he first came into the field. So I had to do something to draw his attention over in my direction. So once I got him fired up and he was gobbling a good bit, I waited. And I saw a white head come up over the top of that knoll. And I thought maybe there's a chance that he still does not see the decoys. So I called again to try to get him to come in a little closer. He walked up a couple of steps closer. Now I can see his head a good bit more, and he went down into strut, and he came right back out, and he looked around, looked around, looked around, and he's really studying these decoys. He's studying them very closely. So I call to him again, and he comes a little bit closer. He's standing in the field, looking at these decoys, and then he's decided he's had enough. And so he turns and starts circling the decoys walking along the top of this knoll. He's actually walking towards the road that goes into the field, which comes within about 15 yards of me. Well, because there's a couple of cedar trees between me and the field, and a bunch of cedar trees that line the road going into the field, I did not want to take a chance on that turkey getting in those cedar trees on the road and me not being able to get a clear shot at So I determined that I needed to try to get a shot at him when he got to his closest point to me to where I had a clear shot, and it looked to me like he would be in range. So as he approached from my right to my left, circling the decoys, there's a gap between two cedar trees one of the cedar trees to my left that's in between me and the field and one of the cedar trees that's on the side of the field to my left. It's a very small gap. Probably my angle was six inches through that gap. And I'm watching the turkey through the cedar tree that's between me and the field as he's walking from my right to my left and as he got close to the edge of that cedar tree I had the gun up looking down the barrel, clicked my safety off, and when he stepped out into the clear I shot, and I felt good about the shot, but I couldn't really see where the turkey went. So I got up, and I ran out to the edge of the field, and I looked down the field, and he's flopping out there. So needless to say, I was pretty dang excited about all of that. I was just upset that Josh didn't come out with me that morning. He missed out on a great hunt, but it was a really good time. I still haven't measured the beard or the spurs on the turkey. I'm going to guess that turkey to be probably three years old. The spurs are fairly sharp and the beard I'm gonna guess to be about nine and a half inches long somewhere in that neighborhood. But he was a great turkey. He gobbled maybe 12 times Sunday morning before I shot him and it was just a, a great hunt altogether. Again I hate that Josh wasn't there to video it all or to even watch it but he was awfully excited when I got back to the camp with that turkey. So Um, For those of you who don't know who Josh is, if you don't want to take the time to Google him, be sure to tune in next week. He's going to be on the show. Great guy, very funny, very personable, very likable, and I think you're going to enjoy him being on the show. All right, so before I move on, the key to success on that hunt was being in the woods to roost that turkey and know what that turkey was going to do. After a rain, turkeys like to get in an area where they can dry off. And I knew that that turkey, if it rained, that that turkey was going to want to be out in that field where he could strut and dry off. So that was really the key to the hunt. There's several other things that were very important that happened, but that's the main thing is just knowing turkeys. And the way you know turkeys is you get out in the woods and you spend time with them spend time watching them, you spend time learning their habits, learning their patterns, what they like to do in this situation, what they like to do in that situation. And that's not a guarantee that you're going to get a shot at one or even see one, but it's a pretty good start. All right, so a couple of housekeeping things before we get into part three of episode 26. Don't forget to go fill out the survey. Email me at survey at iamturkeyhunting.com. Survey at iamturkeyhunting.com. It's a quick 10-question survey. It asks questions like, what do you think about the fun with editing segment of the show? Should I keep it or should I ditch it? So far, people are either neutral to it or saying ditch it. So, with that being said, I'm listening to you guys. I am ditching fun with editing. Now I'm not giving up with a segment at the end of the show altogether. So what I've decided to do instead of fun with editing is I've decided to start a new segment called Ask the Turkey Hunter to where you guys can email me a question or two and I will answer that question for you. And if I don't know the answer to it, I'm gonna find someone who does. I will read that question on the show and give you the answer and we're gonna do that every single week. But to do that, I need questions from you. So if you have a question you'd like to ask about turkeys or turkey hunting, then email me at askandy at I dot com. A-S-K-A-N-D-Y at I dot com. Ask me your questions. Don't forget to give me your name and where you're from and the number of years that you've been turkey hunting. If you don't know exactly how many you've killed, you can just give me a ballpark number. And I will choose a question randomly, answer that question on the show. And if we have enough questions submitted from you guys, maybe once a month or once every six or eight weeks, I will do a show, that's nothing but question and answer. And I will field your questions and answer those for you on the show. So I'm paying attention to your survey answers. I'm paying attention to what you guys want. Again, my goal is to make this show the best one on the air. The only way I can do that is to get your input and know what it is that you like and don't like about the show. That's the only way I can make it a better experience for you so that you can get the most out of your time listening. Okay, let's get into Part 3 of Episode 26 introducing kids to turkey hunting with Southern Boys Outdoors. In this part of the episode, Kenyon Bankston and Leon Stilly are gonna talk to us about letting a youth shoot a Jake. Should we do that or should we not do that? And we're gonna learn a little bit more about Southern Boys Outdoors, what they're up to, what they're all about, and I think you're gonna like what you hear about these guys. So I have taken up a lot of time telling a story but it's a good story about killing a turkey, so I didn't figure you'd mind that a whole lot. So, let's jump right into the show. I hope you enjoy it, and I look forward to seeing you on the other side. Let's talk about shooting jakes, because for us experienced hunters, that's kind of a taboo topic, shooting jakes. I know when I go on my trips with my buddies, and one of them slips up and shoots a Jake like I had one of them do this year who's been turkey hunting. We started about the same time, so I know how long he's been turkey hunting. Yeah. And we gave him a hard time because he actually thought it was a long beard. Uh Uh-huh. And this turkey came strutting in across a wide open field that had a bunch of broom sedge in it and came strutting in, got up to about 20 yards. And when he stepped out of that broom sedge, I could see he was a Jake. The next thing I knew, my buddy just waylaid him. (laughs) I I slapped him on the back, told him congratulations, because I thought that that's what he wanted to shoot. I wasn't going to give him a hard time until he told me that was not what he wanted to shoot. And then he was getting a hard time. Yeah. Let's talk about that with kids a little bit.
1: Well, you know what I think? I think a kid should be able to shoot whatever is legal where you're hunting. If you take a kid out there, say, three weekends in a row, and all you're doing is calling up Jake, and you're placing those Jakes in front of that kid and then telling them, no, you can't shoot him, I think that's one of the worst things you can do because that kid wants to kill him a turkey. He don't care how big the beard is. Right. Let him shoot him a Jake or two. It ain't going to hurt nothing. Now, experienced hunters, hey, accidents are gonna happen. It happened it happened to me last year. I shot one and boy I was disappointed and all that, but it happens. Now these people that go out here, these grown men who are experienced turkey hunters and they fill their tags with jakes every year, that kinda aggravates me a little bit. But a kid let that kid shoot him a turkey. That's the way I feel about it. I was in a sporting goods store one day. A young kid came in there, he was thirteen years old. They was having a turkey contest. This kid's first turkey was a jake with about a 4-inch beard. And Mm -hmm. that turkey could have had a 14-inch beard, and that kid wouldn't have been more proud. Well, this older man that didn't even know the kid scolded that kid like he had done committed some kind of crime. And to this day, that kid does not turkey hunt because of that. And I'm thinking, what kind of a man would scold a kid for shooting a jake, especially his first turkey. And he didn't even know this kid. That's what was so bad about it. you got to be real careful when you're fooling with these youngsters. You don't want to do anything that's going to discourage them.
2: And, uh... that, that goes to saying, you know, hunters support hunters, like I always say on my Facebook page there, Leon. That's why I always come at Hunter support hunters. You don't ever down somebody. You always support them. If it's a legal kill, no matter if it's a small eight-point or, or doe or, or if it's a jake with a four-inch beard, if it's legal, I don't think you should down any hunter for what he killed. That's his trophy. That's right. And, and, and I think you animal. should support everybody in doing so. And you got the people, that they think the only way that you can kill a turkey is bow hunting. And they, oh, i was bow hunter. I don't take a gun up bow hunt. And as soon as you put something on Facebook about about hunting and what you hunt with, well then you'll have these these super hunters that have come on air and dead down everybody and just talk bad about people. And I just banned them from Southern Boys Outdoors. I don't have time for any negative hunter. And to me, a negative hunter is the same as an anti-hunter, you know, because he's against some form of hunting, whether it's it's a, with a gun or a bow or if it's a kid killing a or a grown man that hadn't never hunted before killing his first deer. That's a small eight point that he's proud of. And yeah. to me, somebody that's negative is the same as an anti-hunter against a person.
1: Yeah. And another thing that you can think about as far as a kid shooting a Jake turkey is, hey, let that kid make that decision. Hey, buddy, there he is. He's legal. If you want him, shoot him in the face. If you want to wait on the long beard, I got all the time in the world, and we'll come back tomorrow. But if that kid wants to shoot that Jake and it is legal, let him shoot it.
0: Yeah. I don't disagree with you at all. And my saying is always, that the hunt makes the trophy.
1: That's exactly right.
0: That hunt I was on where my buddy shot that Jake, that, like I said, calling that bird across a, golly, I can't even tell you how big that field was, a couple hundred acre field, Mm -hmm. and watching him come all the way across it and get up there. He folds up when he gets in this little island of woods and he starts walking on in and he's gobbling. And I mean, it is an exciting hunt. And I'm not even shooting and I'm on pins and needles watching this hunt take place,
1: Uh watching
0: it, watching it over his left shoulder and shoot. When that Joker got in range and stepped out of that broom sedge and I saw he was a Jake, I thought, crap, he's not going to shoot. And then when the gun went off, I thought, all right. And like I said, I thought that's what he wanted that he saw. It was a Jake and he wanted to shoot. I wasn't Uh disappointed until he got disappointed. That's right. So Uh if you get one out there and he's, acting like a three-year-old bird and sometimes the jakes will do it when they've been oh, messed man. with a bunch of times they'll get they'll get smart in a hurry
2: mm-hmm. yep. and if you
0: get him in and you want to take him take him
2: that's right
1: i got a little thing i say all the time it's not the size of the animal it's the size of the memory there you go if i go to people's houses and they'll have these little just little small bucks mounted and i'll browse and man i find buck and all that and they said, so, well, no, he's really not that big, but you know, I was with my grandpa when I killed that deer. That's what it's all yeah. about.
0: Yeah. And so it's
1: just getting back to the jakes. Let that kid shoot that jake if that's what he wants to do.
0: There you go. I like the idea of letting the kid make a decision instead of you telling him what to do. Telling yep. him or her, shoot or yeah, don't shoot. Let them decide.
1: As bad as we might want to think it's our hunt, it's their hunt. <laughs> that's
0: right. Well, Leon, that's all the questions I have for you. Do you have anything you want to add that I didn't ask you? Anything you want to... No, just uh,
1: get them kids out there, man. Get them out there and show them how to turkey hunt. They'll make lifelong friends, lifelong experiences and memories, and just keep on putting the word out like you're doing, and anytime you need to talk turkey, just give me a holler.
0: Man, I definitely will do that, and that's one of the reasons why I chose you guys for this topic for the podcast is... You guys are big supporters of youth in the outdoors and that's evident by looking at your Facebook fan page and what you do and I've noticed that. I know there are a lot of other people who have noticed that and so I wanted to get y'all on here and talk about that and also give you the opportunity to tell us about Southern Boys Outdoors and what you guys are up to and working on right now.
1: Like I said, I appreciate the time you let us spend with you and just keep on doing what you're doing and I'll get old Kenyon back on the line. He's the brain
2: behind Southern Boys. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but I'm a creative
1: man. I enjoy talking to
2: you. Hold up, hold up Leon. Okay. Just before Leon gets off the phone, Leon is a 13-time Louisiana State Goblin champion uh-huh. and won numerous awards around the country. He don't want to brag on himself, but I do it. And he's standing on one side of his yard, and I'm standing on the other side, and he's throwing his hands up in the air right now. But, he's <laughs> but I just want to get Leon before he gets off here to hit do one of them leon's really special gobbles that he got in his arsenal there i'm oh.
0: glad you asked him because i was going to do it so <laughs> talk about
2: getting put on the spot after
0: talking up this time and got dry mouth but i'll give it a shot hold
1: on a second all right <laughs> that's as i can do with oh, dry mouth
0: <laughs> holy cow dude that was awesome
1: I just went up to Stuttgart, Arkansas, and competed in the World Championship, and them boys showed me just how bad I really was.
0: <laughs> I I'm not sure if I believe that. That sounded real good to me. In fact, I've reached over and I've got my gun, so... <laughs> Yep. Well, Don't I, come near I'll Birmingham appreci- anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I appreciate it. Heck, if you ever get one of them old birds, you want to make famous and get put on Southern Boys Outdoors, holler at us. I'll come up here and try to pin you shooting one up. <laughs> Man,
0: you know what? You're welcome to come up here and hunt with me anytime. All right, well, you got my contact
1: happen. information, so just hit me up when you're ready.
0: I'll certainly do it, Leon. Thank you. I appreciate your time yeah. today.
2: Right, we'll brother, talk thank soon. You.
0: All, right. All right.
2: Goodbye, Kenyon. Yeah.
0: Tell me a little bit about. Southern Boys Outdoors. How would you guys get started and fill us in on what you're working on right now? I know you talked a little bit about it before. Give us a little bit more detail.
2: Well, about... Seven years ago, eight years ago, YouTube became popular, and I started posting some videos of us doing what we do, hunting and fishing on YouTube, and a friend of mine owns a TV station here in Hammond, Louisiana, said, I want to mm-hmm. put together a TV show, and and I aired on my television station, They're just a local network, yeah. so I done some research and come up with the name Southern Boys Outdoors. I bought all the domain name and everything because I felt like that it was going to be big. I just mm-hmm. had that feeling, and I'm the kind of person, if I do something, I'm going all with it i'm not going to halfway do anything yeah so, so the first hunt we found been aired was a coon hunt in Greensburg, louisiana and from that point right there it just took off and my daughter introduced me to facebook social media and i created a southern boys outdoors facebook page and i made a post for her, swacker broadhead and with i had 500 people that followed the page at the time and i seen the number of reach it got and how many people seen that post and reacted to those swagger brawlheads and five years ago I said, This is the future for the outdoor industry and nobody in the outdoor industry even has a clue or sees it coming. Right. And I started working twenty four seven on creating Southern Boys Outdoors social media. And when you see Southern Boys Outdoors has got over a million followers, well it's not just from buying those likes they are again It's not from somebody just giving it to me, it's from backbreaking mm-hmm. work time-breaking work to sit there and create content for people to look at and people to react with. And that's how Southern Boys grew. And now, you know, we're sponsored by Vanguard World. We're sponsored by Realtree. We're sponsored by Spy Point Trail Cameras, mm-hmm. Mojo. Mr. Terry Dem and them over at Mojo. We do work with Old Dominion, the Real Shoes. We have the Hot Life Furniture Upwind Cover Scent. And we have other sponsors that's coming aboard that we're talking and and talks with now as far as, like, a bow manufacturer and a gun gun manufacturer. And Mm -hmm. it's just been a, a wild ride here in the last two years for Southern Boys Outdoors and growing our social media and growing the brand Southern Boys Outdoors to yep. where we're being approached by people wanting to put our name on products to be in the Bass Pro and to be in Cabela's. And I was like, man, that would be pretty neat to be able to walk in a, a Cabela's and see my picture on something or see my Southern Boys logo on something. That would be pretty, pretty neat.
0: Heck yeah. Well, I know you could write a book on how to properly grow A Facebook fan page and you could teach a lot of people some things a lot of big corporations some things because the way you you've grown that page and the number of of fans that you have and the amount of participation that you get on your post as well so there, there are a lot of companies out there that love to be able to do what you've done I know and and so it's very admirable and but it all comes back to the hunting aspect of it, and that's what you you founded the company on, and that I think that's awesome.
2: Well, I give everybody out there a tip that runs a, a Facebook page. They got a Facebook page for their hunting group, and I see this mistake all the time. You'll see a, a TV show. They'll have them. They'll they they have them a, what they call a fan page, a like page on Facebook, and they got a TV show that plays on the Pursuit Channel or Fourthman or the Outdoor Channel. And I go to their page and I look and they got 10, 15, 20,000 people that follow them on Facebook. And every time I turn around, they're saying, all of our fans, our fans, our fans. Mm-hmm. And to me, I never said fans. I always use friends because friends, yeah. I don't feel like any hunter out there has fans. I mean, to me, somebody that has fans is like a sports athlete that can do something that nobody else can, like a Bo Jackson, a uh, Michael Jordan, like a Jeff Gordon in NASCAR. They can drive, they didn't have fans, a country music singer, uh, somebody mm-hmm. that can sing like nobody else can. Those people have fans. To me, anybody can go out there and be put in a situation and kill a 150- to 200-inch buck if the opportunity presents itself. And to me, there's a lot There's a lot of people out there that's on television, and they always talking about their fans, their fans, their fans. And a lot of people that follow them can hunt or know more about hunting than they do. So I never perceive myself as the great hunter or the best, or I kill all the big bucks and I get the best TV show on television. I just tell everybody, hey, my name is Kenyon Bankson. We're Southern Boys Outdoors. We're a family here. If you want to be part of Southern Boys Outdoors, everybody's a part of Southern Boys Outdoors i got people that send me footage from all across the country to air on the show i let them say their television show name on my tv show you know it's not all about me to me southern boys outdoors is about everybody and that's how i've always handled my social media just being open with people and not calling them fans calling them friends because we don't have fans in the outdoor industry we have friends
0: yeah well that's the attitude right there that has gotten your social media to the point where it is today. Right. That's it 100%. And that's why people want to pay attention to you and see what you're up to. And they want to hear what you have to say is because of that attitude and that spirit that you have. So that's, I think that's awesome. You keep up the good work with all that. I appreciate it. Well, but I, I appreciate you the coming on. We'll
2: go to, I'll be at the NRA in Nashville, April the 10th, 11th, and 12th. I think it's 10th, 11th, and 12th. The second weekend in April at the in downtown Nashville, I'll be there for that event. I'll be at the Louisiana Sportsman Show, which is in not this coming weekend, but the next weekend. I'll be at the Tri-Paris Turkey Banquet this weekend in Ponsatoula, Louisiana.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: that's, that's the events that I know that I have coming up this year so far.
0: So other than finding you at those events, tell us how we can find you online and how we can contact you at Southern Boys Outdoors.
2: Anybody can call me. My cell number is 985-969-5834. You can call me at that number. My home number is 985 I put those numbers on my Facebook page and tell people, hey, if you ever want to talk to me or whatever, I'm here, call me. And just look up Southern Boys Outdoors, boys with a Z, Southern, B-O-Y-Z, outdoors with a S, and you'll find us. And you can just Google Southern Boys and you'll see us. Good deal. <laughs> You can find our website is www.southernboysoutdoors.com is our website. and Our Facebook is. You'll start typing in Southern Boys, Southern, B-O-Y-Z, and you'll see it. It'll come up. Our page is certified by Facebook you know, saying that we're we're legit, you know, who we are.
0: There's not many people out there that share their home number and cell phone number with you, so that gives you a little testament <laughs> to the character of Kenyon and right there.
2: Southern Boys Television Show will air on the hunt channel we aired on pursuit channel and when they come on television i would go on facebook and i say if you're watching southern boys outdoors right now on the pursuit channel or the hunt channel give me a call and i put my home number nine eight five eight seven eight oh one five four and i kid you not i was head and talk to people for two hours even after the show's over the whole time i haven't seen the show so i don't need to watch it again the whole time the show's on i'm just steady talking to people i've talked to people from new york to miami florida To Alaska, I talk to people all over the country, and we have a group of us there watching the show when we first air. And every time we come on, I say, "Where are you from?" And they say, "I'm from Iowa." And boy, we holler, "Iowa!" Woo! And you know, everybody would holler. (laughs) But that's just the kind of openness that we bring. Is that hey, there's my number. You want to call me? Call me. I don't have to hide from anybody.
0: (laughs) There you go. I'm not.
2: I don't make myself as an unreachable type person. So well.
0: I will second that because I reached out to him on his Facebook page, and I'm going to tell you it was probably, I'm going to say max 10 minutes that he responded back to me and about coming on the show. And and I appreciate that because we're always looking for people who – are experts at what they do and are just genuinely good people as well because it just makes it a lot easier to do an interview with somebody that you have something in common with and that you can carry on a conversation with. So I appreciate you being so quick to get back with me on that and I appreciate you taking time out of your day to come on the show.
2: Oh we appreciate it. We appreciate it a thousand percent.
0: Well we'll do it again sometime soon. Hey, thanks for tuning in to part three of episode 26, Introducing Kids to Turkey Hunting with Southern Boys Outdoors. I really appreciate Kenyon and Leon coming on the show and sharing information with us about introducing kids to turkey hunting. That's always a struggle with me because again, I work so hard to try to get that kid a turkey, but that's not what it's all about. It's about the experience of being in the woods in the spring, learning some new things, getting to play around and look for arrowheads, doing things like that. Remember, killing a turkey for a kid is secondary. It's about having fun and so keep that in mind when you are taking a youth outdoors and please take a youth or two or three this turkey season. Introduce these kids to hunting. It is very important for the future of the sport. The antis are working hard to get laws in place that will not allow kids to hunt until they get to be 12, 16, and as we talked about in, I believe, part one of this episode, there's a law that's been introduced in Pennsylvania to prevent kids from hunting until they reach the age of 21. That is all designed to knock the legs out from underneath the sport of hunting by the antis. So don't let that happen to our sport that we love so much. Take a kid hunting, and to quote the old saying, take a kid hunting, and you won't have to hunt that kid. So, again, Kenyon, Leon, thank you very much for coming on the show, taking time out of your day to discuss this topic with us. Hey, next week, I have a very exciting show coming up. I'm going to have Josh Carney, the son of the South on the show with us to talk a little bit about hunter safety. With turkey season coming up, for most of you guys and gals out there, I want you to be safe in the woods so that you can continue to have more turkey seasons ahead of you, and we need a little refresher course every now and again about hunter safety. So Josh and I are gonna talk about that a little bit. Also, since I'm ditching fun with editing, Email me your questions about turkey hunting to askandy at IamTurkeyHunting.com. That's A-S-K-A-N-D-Y at IamTurkeyHunting.com. Ask Andy at IamTurkeyHunting.com. So what I'm going to start doing is at the end of each show, I'm going to select one question to answer and if we have enough questions maybe once every month or once every two months i'll do a show that's nothing but question and answer and it'll be your questions that you're asking so if something's nagging you ask me i'm not going to claim to be the expert but i can find an expert and you never know who might answer that question that you ask so, ask Andy at iamturkeyhunting.com. Ask me your questions. The season's coming up. If you've got anything that's itching you, let's talk about it. I want to ask you one more time to please leave a five-star rating and a review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, however you're listening to the show. That is greatly appreciated. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. Subscribing doesn't cost a penny. And if you will do me one huge favor, huge favor, share this show on your Facebook page. Go to www.facebook.com slash I am turkey hunting. That's our Facebook page. Look for this show and share it with all of your friends. That will help to grow the show and I would much appreciate it. So that's all for this week. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. I know that you have choices, and I appreciate you spending your time with us. Have a wonderful week coming up. I look forward to seeing you next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com.